Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I like this song. It's pretty nice. Generic bumper music. Sometimes it hits. This one's hitting this morning. That's right. It's a victory Monday. We'll do this every week. So we'll be back next Monday at 5 a.m. When the Chiefs win or lose, matchup against the Tennessee Titans. Dusty Likens with you. Kramer with you as well. Five all the way up until 558 until the guys from Fesco take over. Just please remember Tom Bali on the show. The mayor on the show. Victory Monday on the show. The band's back together starting at 6 a.m. Here on 610 Sports Radio. Your home for Chiefs coverage. Everybody's going to bring it today because somebody that was on the drive, actually two people that are on the drive, were at that game yesterday. Somebody who's on Fesco in the morning was at that game yesterday. They saw it, real life, in that locker room. They know how you're feeling. Everybody knows how you're feeling in Kansas City. It's obvious. Ecstatic. Yesterday's game was, I don't know if it was needed, But it felt pretty damn good because it really checked a lot of people's just fandom, integrity, your life, I guess. I know there's a lot of people that would say that they took five years off their life yesterday or there was a lot of people that just thought that, boy, at the beginning it looked like another Chiefs game in the playoffs and I'm up here doing the Arrowhead Pride pre- and post-game show and the text line's like, well, after this game you just got to fire Andy Reid. And it's like... Here we go again. And then number 15 wakes up out of nowhere and completely debunks everybody's theory. It's always going to be that young man's team moving forward. Yesterday was no different. And I think the biggest takeaway I took away from this game yesterday, besides ignoring my dad via text message, because every single game the sky is falling, he is the text line. And that's fine. I've told him that many times. We went to the playoff game in 2014 when the when the Royals clinched. And the whole time during the game, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just calm down. Just, just watch this game and see what happens. And I'd be lying if I told you that I didn't think yesterday that there was a serious time for concern. When you're staring down the barrel of a 24-0 deficit in your house, and had no answer, and it seemed that the Chiefs were just lackadaisical lackadaisical for another type of word. It just seemed like things weren't going in your favor. And then Bill O'Brien did everything in his power to make sure that the Kansas City Chiefs were going to win that game. That guy's got a hell of a chin, by the way. But the thing that proved yesterday is that yesterday, yes, was a Chiefs win, and we'll get into it a little bit later on in the show. We've also got a Houston Texans fan that, I don't know if he went viral with it, but it's pretty good content that uh, Kramer had to take a lot of time and do due diligence with editing it.
because every other word seemed to be a cuss word. It took a bit. Was that guy real or was that guy fake? I don't know. But Sorry it's... for butting in, no, but I good. watched that guy enough last night to go, yeah. is this real? I don't know, but it, it seemed like that's probably what Texans fans were feeling. Like, I didn't know they all knew Mahomes ate ketchup on his steak, but apparently they do. And what's crazy, we'll play that for you a little bit later, is it is fully edited. Uh, if you haven't heard it yet, you really need something to get your Monday morning started off with. But uh, we're going to do it again. Same time next Sunday. Same long week. Make sure you stay locked in on 610 Sports Radio. But yesterday's game, what I took away, was two different things. One, Patrick Mahomes showed you legendary status. That's not a homer take. Just go look at the tabloids. Go look at Twitter. Go look at Facebook. On the back of the New York Times, Patrick Mahomes is on there. A video of the Chiefs fan saying he had to go home to help the team went viral. Everybody saw that game yesterday that watches football, and I hate to bring it to you, but the NFL is the most popular sport in America, and everybody watched that game yesterday and saw what Patrick Mahomes did. The thing that's crazy about yesterday is that that was a type of legendary status type of game. And again, it's not a homer take. That's just a fact. Patrick Mahomes was the first player in NFL history with 300-plus pass yards, five-plus pass touchdowns, and 50-plus pass rush yard or 50-plus rush yards in a playoff game. He's 24. Ed Warder tweeted out from Elias Sports, this is as good for Patrick Mahomes as bad for Bill O'Brien. The Chiefs are the first team in NFL history, regular season, or the playoffs to lead at halftime after trailing by 24-plus points. And again, Patrick Mahomes became the youngest player to throw five touchdowns in an NFL playoff game. Again, he's only 24. I've said all year that if Brady and Belichick and those guys are ready to just ride off, they've had their fun, Tom's in his 40s, Bill continues to cheat and it just doesn't look good, now they got their star wide receiver jumping on cars, tanked at night. It seems like the narrative in the NFL is flipping to, oh my God, this Kansas City Chiefs team actually might be a problem for a lot of people moving forward. And I'm pretty sure on the news right now, there is a line of people standing outside Arrowhead to buy playoff tickets. And that's exactly what it is. Camped out, chairs, jackets, hats, and everything. That's what 15 does. He gets you there at 4 in the morning to buy playoff tickets for next week's game against the Tennessee Titans. Again, legendary status was collected by Patrick Mahomes yesterday because you saw it in the way that he did it. It was 24-0. I'm walking around the studio looking at Jay Binkley saying, boy, this game really feels like that LSU-Oklahoma game where one team just never got off the bus and you just want this to end. Tell me how many times in your life when you've watched the Chiefs, you've seen Patrick Mahomes give just an ounce of the emotion that he showed yesterday. You don't really see Patrick Mahomes get really emotional. Now, last year was his, like, first year as a starter, so there were a couple of instances. You know, there's the bump, bump, bump gif that he always has that people tend to use a lot when they played in Boston. But it appears that yesterday, it's official. 24-year-old Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, and it's not even close. Those types of games, that type of performance, that's what makes legends.
That's what gets people notoriety where it's like, okay, Ryan Tannehill can do all that in the play in the regular season, but Patrick Mahomes did that in a game where he was down 24 to 0 and they were leading at halftime because of his play, his calm, cool, and collectiveness. The other thing that it proved to me yesterday was the fact that the analogy or the comparison of LeBron James slash Steph Curry is still very relevant for Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs team. Now, there's a lot of people out there that'll use the comparison that the Chiefs are a lot like what the Golden State Warriors were in the NBA before they got on their run. Now, they don't have Kevin Durant yet on the Chiefs team. That would be like if, I don't know, DeAndre Hopkins, after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, was like, I'm going to go play in Kansas City. I'd be okay with it, but that would be that comparison. But where I compare the Steph Curry thing is that you watched that game yesterday. That team scored 28 points in the second quarter. I know in week two, when they played your Raiders, Kramer, and they put up that 21-point second quarter, and everybody went, um, okay, that happened. Not to, to correct you, but it was 28 points. 28, yeah, 28. They did it twice this year. Oh, yeah. Put up 28 in the second quarter. You watch that, and it's just like watching Steph Curry when he gets hot. Because what's interesting is that, yes, your team can be down. And, yes, basketball and, and football are polar opposites. But when it comes to that style of play, that is a punch you in the mouth. What just happened? That's what Steph Curry could do for the Golden State Warriors when they first started getting going. They'd be down 10 points. It'd be three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer. Then all of a sudden you look at the scoreboard, and it's like Golden State just went on a 21-2 to run. And the game's over because Golden State is now all of a sudden up 42 to 27, and you don't have a chance because you can't stop momentum and you can't stop raw talent. And that's exactly what Patrick Mahomes did yesterday with the Kansas City Chiefs. They got going. Bill O'Brien, again, I still think that a lot of people give Dan Sorensen a lot of credit. He had a hell of a game yesterday. I'm not sure how many games he's got left in the NFL, so he might be playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder like a lot of guys on that team are. But the thing about yesterday is that this team was down 24 to 0 and you wouldn't have known it at the end of the first half because they put that 28 up so quick. And where I like to compare Mahomes to LeBron is that every year we know who the best basketball player is in the NBA. It's LeBron James. I get it. The Greek freak is a stud and he won the MVP last year. James Harden, probably the best pure scorer in the NBA other than Steph. Steph Curry, MVP as well. But everybody knows Overall, talent-wise, leadership-wise, when it comes to the best player in the NBA, it's LeBron James. He makes every team he plays for better. You don't need to look very far. Miami, Cleveland, and now L.A. Went out and got Anthony Davis. That helps. But it's still about LeBron James and the pace that he sets. And that's what Patrick Mahomes is in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes is clearly the best quarterback in the NFL, and I don't think it's close. He's not going to win MVP every year just because it just doesn't happen that way. But I think a lot of people know that LeBron James and Patrick Mahomes are the best at what they do at their position in that field. It's just what it is. And even though Lamar Jackson's probably going to win MVP in the NFL this year, you know who the best quarterback is in the NFL. Yesterday proved it. That kid, when it turns on, it's just something different. And you finally saw the emotion, and everybody kept dropping passes to Marcus Robinson, Travis Kelsey, and they're down 21 0. 
And all of a sudden, you see the sideline. You see Mahomes talking to all his receivers, offensive players, getting them ready. I thought it was funny because Pete, yesterday during the Arrowhead Pride postgame show, says they don't always give Patrick Mahomes the player of the game. Because you could do that in every game. You want to give it to other guys that might be that way as well. And yesterday, Patrick Mahomes, in the type of game that it was, a playoff game, win or go home, stepped up and proved it. And yesterday, Patrick Mahomes was the player of the game because he had to be, and it just happened to work out that way because he's just that damn good at 24 years old. Monday morning, continuing to do the Chiefs, I don't know, extended post game. I guess this counts for extended post games. We don't really start the mornings off until 6 a.m. or 5.58 a.m. on 610 Sports Radio. So hopefully last night you listened to Arrowhead Pride post game show. Then you listen to Cody and Gold. Now you're listening to us. Hopefully you're awake from the 316. Haven't been able to go to game all season. It might as well be the most important one. I don't know what Kansas City is going to do if they beat the Titans next week. Like, I was at the Royals parade. Like, our old boss, we Ubered and then walked like four miles. And I remember, like, everything kind of like, I started to look around to kind of be like, is this really what this is like? I mean, there were cars on the side of 35. Just a, You thought like a zombie apocalypse happened. And I remember, I'm pretty sure Bob was with us. You were, you were with us. It was our old boss. It was his wife, Bob, and myself. We got in the Uber, took a side road, and then all of a sudden it was just like, well, we can get out and walk and get there quicker because there was that many people there. Went to the cashew when it was still there. Chiefs get a Super Bowl. And win one? God, I don't know what's going to happen. I know that if they win tomorrow or next Sunday, uh, there'll be a lot of people, a lot of people intoxicated. Oh, there'll be a, a tremendous amount of people. When were you born? I was born in 96. Okay, good Lord. I'm um, young. Yeah, no. Um, so do you remember the Raiders Super Bowl with Gannon? I do not. Really? Yeah, no. I I started watching like sports like in 2003 that I can remember. Mm. So it's the year after. Probably a good thing you don't remember that game. Well, I've only seen one winning season for the Raiders. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Sucks. I thought it was crazy yesterday. That Frank Clark. Um, I think a lot of people this year were questioning Frank Clark about the contract, about the amount of money, the draft picks that they gave up for Frank Clark yesterday. And what I saw from Frank Clark yesterday was absolutely 100 percent what you want out of Frank Clark. Three sacks, four tackles, dog mentality. That's exactly what Frank Clark was yesterday. Now, I get it. You know, he's not everybody's cup of tea when it comes to opposing teams, but he's your cup of tea. And yesterday, he was absolutely outstanding. There's, I think, on, what is it, Next Gen Stats on Twitter, where it shows the sack that he had on Deshaun Watson that took 10 and a half seconds. Just not stopping, continuing to fight. That was Frank Clark yesterday. And I remember in training camp from Therese Paler, he had mentioned something where there was a time where they just kept running to the left side. And out of the middle of training camp, after a couple of those times they kept running to Frank Clark's side, he just stopped. And he said, grown man status, stop running to this side. And that was like the awakening, in my mind, that Frank Clark was one of your dogs on this defense. 
That's what this team missed last year. That's what this team didn't have last year. They didn't have dogs on the defensive side. I get it. Chris Jones was really, really good last year. He doesn't have that dog mentality. Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, dogs. And yesterday, Frank Clark and that locker room, boy, did he let it out. And he had this to say about Carlos Hyde. Frank, you mentioned that there was there was talking smack. Was this from last game or? Man, you know, man, y'all 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 the one put in the media, man. Y'all see what Carlos Hyde talking about, man. Y'all see you talking about we can't stop him and all that stuff, man. <laughs> At the end of the day, our goal wasn't to stop him. It was to beat the team. And that's what we did. We beat the team. We stopped him. He didn't do um, And at the end of the day, we're just keeping everything in-house, like I always say. That's what you want from your linebacker that you give the bag to. And what I mean by that is the money, obviously. Because you remember that game last time they played the Houston Texans and Carlos Hyde scored and that hot mic on CBS, and he said, you can't bleeping stop us. And then they started to talk a little bit of smack in that game yesterday because everything was going real nice for Houston for about 16 minutes. And then the talking stopped. And the Chiefs started to show who they were on the defensive side of the ball. Because yesterday, Frank Clark had his teams back. Yesterday was one of those games where, in the past, when the Chiefs have been in the playoffs, they can't get off the field on third down. They can't seem to figure it out or how to get the offense the ball back. They did that yesterday once they realized they had to come back from being behind 24-0. Once that happened and once Bill O'Brien decided to kick that field goal to go to 24 instead of to go for it and try to really bury the Chiefs at that time, because I'm telling you right now, if they'd have scored that touchdown and gone up 28-0, I'm not sure we have this much energy on Monday morning and we're talking about a Chiefs win. Why I also think that Bill O'Brien is the reason why the Chiefs started to be successful yesterday is because he took the momentum away from his team. And Frank Clark took that, balled it up, and exploded it on the field. I don't need to talk about Tyron Matthew. You know what kind of mentality that man has. The addition of Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark has been the biggest difference on this team. I don't think anybody can argue that. McCole Hardman, fantastic. He's going to replace Sammy Watkins next year, and his role's just going to expand, and then you're going to have him and Tyreek. But this was all about that defense yesterday, as well as Patrick Mahomes. Again, Frank Clark, four tackles, three sacks. Tyron Matthew, again, leads the NFL in almost interceptions. Almost had two yesterday. Landlord mentality. Houston paid rent. Maybe not by choice. But this team played without Chris Jones yesterday. Didn't really miss him. I get it. This team loves Chris Jones. This city loves Chris Jones. But he didn't play yesterday. And I remember going into that game, hearing the inactives. The message around that was like, oh, I just don't feel good about this. I don't know if Chris Jones out. Now, could it have been different? Maybe. Was he the reason why they might have been a little bit lackluster to start? I don't think so. But Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew brought dog mentality to this defense, and that's exactly what happened yesterday because the last time this team scored 51 points, they lost. And they were the first team in NFL history to score 50-plus points and lose. Why was that? Because they didn't have anybody on the defensive side that could put their foot down 
shut up, play football, and literally be a leader or a dog on that defense. And yesterday they did that. Bob Sutton's not here. Steve Spagnola is. By the way, he was great in The Irishman. He's not in it, but his accent's just absolutely gold. And what makes even more sense about this defense evolving and being different maker, a difference maker on this team this year is just look at it yesterday. Like you see the, the gif or the file of Passigno talking a little smack to Deshaun Watson and Deshaun Watson going, who is that? Scoreboard. It's things like that that wake up a defense. Carlos Hyde running his mouth because he got cut and nobody let him know. I'm pretty sure like some like trainer staff guys, the one that was like, hey, sorry, man, you're not on the team anymore. Did Andy or Brett call you? They didn't? Oh, man, sorry, you have to find out this way. That's like getting, te- that's like getting texted you're fired. Or your boss being like, hey, man, can you come in at 8 in the morning and talk about some stuff? Absolutely. Hey, we've decided to part ways. That's what happened to Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde started this. Frank Clark finished it. That's, again, what dogs do. Again, they scored 51 points against the Rams, lost. Scored 51 points against the Texans, won. Why? Maybe momentum had a lot to do with it. I'm assuming it did. But a lot of it had to do with this defense. Now I get it, stats are skewed. And at the end of the game, they gave up a lot of yards. But again, in the fourth quarter with a big lead, you just play soft zone coverage. You just try to tackle them in bounds, let them get yards. doesn't matter. When you're up 51 to 31, it really doesn't matter. When you have Andy Reid against Bill O'Brien, it really doesn't matter. Because this is funny. Bill O'Brien said he didn't go for it on that fourth and one play because he didn't have a play that he was ready to call. That's how you get fired. Now I get it. He's the GM slash head coach. And the owner's probably going to go to Bill O'Brien and say, hey, man, you're no longer the GM. Still that coach, no longer the GM. If I'm Houston, you cut ties. Bill O'Brien's never going to win you a Super Bowl. He's the reason, part of the reason, why the momentum shifted yesterday. But the other thing that was proven yesterday, we'll get to you on the other side, and that's the fact that it's a new era in the NFL, and I think everybody kind of knows it. Man, schools are really closed this morning. I think the roads are fine this morning. I feel like it's more like temperatures. That's probably a good one. Supposed to be about 50 today. Wait, what? It's going to be about 50 degrees today? Yep. Good God. It's going to be uh, the same temperatures points scored by the Chiefs yesterday. 51. Maybe. That's probably why there's fog, right? Because it gets warmer and it's colder on the roads and then the condensation. Science. We're not weathermen here. I wanted to be one. That's what I originally went to college for. Realized I would have to take too much math and too much, like, chemistry. Couldn't do it. It's all predictions. Kind of, but you got to know, like, satellite. I don't know. Just like everything in college, you learn a bunch of stuff and then you never use it. Like, the only thing that was important to me in college was, like, the prereqs in my major. Yeah, like audio one and two, learning how to use a microphone, how to set up stuff. Like, I don't know. First, like, year of college, no wonder so many people fail out because it's just high school again. Just the same thing you did in high school, but more extensive, right? Like You, do like you have hi- to cut to the BS to get there. Yeah, you do, like, history 1200, and you, like, learn more, like, little things about King George and stuff like that and the ice bridge where the first, I don't know, anyways. Before we get into the comparison of another team with these Chiefs, I want you to remind you, the 
Mayor of Kansas City joins the guys from Fesco in the morning. Tom Bali, who banged the drum yesterday, joins the guys in Fesco in the morning. Uh, big victory Monday today on 610 Sports Radio. Make sure you're tuned in all day. Thanks for joining us if you got up this early. 5 a.m. is when we started this bad boy. I mean, technically, we haven't stopped. There was a short break from 10 o'clock at night until 4.59 this morning. This is your home for Chiefs content. Pre- and post-game shows, guests, Therese, Danan, players-only meeting. And remember, you can check out all the podcasts on the 435 Podcast Network. But something that I forgot to get to is that the other thing that was proven yesterday is that the Chiefs waited so long for a franchise quarterback, and they got it now with Mahomes. And the Mahomes combination with Andy Reid moving forward you think is a combo that could strive for years to come. Andy Reid is on the younger side of his 60s. Andy Reid is probably the one coach that I think a lot of people outside of the Kansas City demographic are kind of wanting to see winning him an NFL championship. I think that he's deserved that with his wins. He's got the most wins without a Super Bowl win. It just seems that he's pining for that Lamar Hunt trophy as well as just the legacy that can follow after that. What I mean by that is that you realize, I hope we do, you realize that Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, good riddance. I don't think Tom Brady's back in New England next year. I mean, he could retire his net net worth as a couple with Giselle. It's like $500 The guy doesn't need to play football anymore. I don't know if he wants to. It's weird when it comes to quarterbacks when they get to turn 40 because they've done this their whole life and they don't know how to hang it up. As long as Bill O'Brien is in Houston, there is no threat to the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, you saw it yesterday. I get it. They won in the regular season last year or this year. Doesn't matter. Those are the types of games that matter. And you think that if Andy Reid can get one, if Andy Reid can get one, you think it would be a domino effect for many years to come. Now, I'm not saying he's going to win six, seven, eight, nine Super Bowls. I'm not saying that's, a, that's absurd. What I'm saying, though, is that he could get two or three. There's a possibility that with his connection with Mahomes, the way that this offense is rolling, it doesn't seem to be taking a step back. It seems like this is the future of the NFL moving forward. And we used the Golden State Warrior mentality earlier. Once they got one, I mean, yeah, they lost to LeBron James in Cleveland when they had a 3-1 lead. But you just kind of sat back and looked and noticed and said, that's the team. That's the team you want to beat. Now I get it. Basketball is different than football. And they went and got Kevin Durant after they won a title. I understand that. That's tough. But the thing about it is that when you watch the Chiefs play and you see the talent, the type of talent that Patrick Mahomes has, you sit there and you see how easy it looks. It's because it is. He's just different than everybody else in the league. It's a new type of system, and moving forward, that's the team to beat. But like I had mentioned earlier, and I think I got it on today. Yeah, 2014 Royals hoodie. This is something that I've been kind of hitting on all year. Not all year, the last, like, four weeks. If you don't believe me, check out the podcast page on the 435 Podcast Network underneath the 
Out of Bounds segment that myself and Nick Price do every Saturday at 12 to 3 as we are live and local on 610 Sports Radio every Saturday when it's presented. But this year, you just kind of got the sense that the narrative of this year's season was just unfinished business. That's not a homage to the movie Casper. That's just in general where this team sits. I think this team knows how close they got last year, and they know where they want to get this year. Again, you know the contracts. Patrick Mahomes is going to get 200 plus million this offseason. The window of cap space is going to shrink a little bit. You're going to have players that are going to cost a little bit more money as you move along. Rookie deals are going to run out. They know where they got last year. They got to overtime at home against what some people will call the glorified GOAT. You lost on a coin toss, and then you lost because number 55 was offsides. Ain't got to worry about that this year. Boy, how fitting would that be if the Chiefs play the Niners in the Super Bowl and D. Ford lined up offsides? Anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. But this team has a lot of similarities to that 2014-2015 Royals team. It's starting to get hammered on a little bit more because of they played Houston. They could have played Baltimore. Baltimore choked it. But you get the mentality that this team moving forward is a lot similar to that Royals team. 90 feet away, they got so close, they almost got there, fell short. The next year, they just cleaned house. Two out of three, two out of three, three out of three, two out of three, and it didn't matter in the regular season. This year, same record as last year. Not as pretty, not as fun, not as great. Same record, 12 and four, 12 and four. Royals in 2014, World Series, lose. 2015, nothing mattered. They were the best team in the American League. They went through the playoffs. They got to the World Series, took care of business. The rest is unwritten. When it comes to the Chiefs in 2019-20, you go back to last year, the heartbreak that was a finish to such a great season. The striving forward of a young core that's starting to take over in a city that is falling in love with the team. I mean, I'd go to bed at night and you could hear Let's Go Royals chants still echoing in your house. And when it comes to the Chiefs this year, yes, they're playing next week against the Tennessee Titans in the AFC Championship game. Been there. That's not the game that matters. It's always mattered about Miami. And that's where this team is wanting to go. Once they get there, it's uncharted territory. We don't know what that's like. You know what it's like to play an AFC Championship game at your house. You know what it's like to play the Tennessee Titans. Tough matchup. But again... It's not about who you play. It's about when you play. And that's what the Chiefs are this year. It's not about putting up 50 points a game. It's not about turning heads with the MVP at quarterback. You know who your quarterback is. You know who your head coach is. Just like when the Royals went on their run. You know who was playing first base, third base. You knew who was pitching, catching, playing center field. You knew who those guys were. Kane, Hosmer, Mustakas, Perez made some signings that kind of helped put this team over the edge. And now you look at the team this year. You go get Terrell Suggs. You sign Frank Clark in the offseason. You get this team even more gelled. And you'd think that a lot of guys that didn't play on this team this year played on that team last year. 
Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew didn't play on this team last year. You could fool me the way they talk in the locker room after games or the way they talk when the media is available, when they're available to talk. You think that these guys have played on this team for quite some time. And again, it goes back to the, to the saying of unfinished business. When you look at the playoffs moving forward, Green Bay, new head coach. San Francisco, new head coach. Tennessee, new head coach. Kansas City Chiefs, most tenured coach in the NFL in the playoffs right now. It's time. That's what this team's thinking about. Moving forward, moving on. It's all about Miami, and it always has this year. That's what it's about. And you just kind of get the feeling that this team wants it a little bit more. Because yesterday, I'm not going to lie to you, I've never seen a football game like that in my entire life. That was a game in which yesterday was a roller coaster of emotion, and it just kind of felt like those playoff runs against the Houston Astros when Lance McCullers did the throat slash, and then Kendris Morales hits a home run, steps on home plate, Looks at the looks at the at the uh, dugout and does the throat slash. Carlos Hyde played the role of Lance McCullers yesterday. Pat Mahomes played the role of, Pat, of Mike Mustakis yesterday when he looked at his team and he said, "I don't know if he said it for a quote. I'm just you know assuming, but you almost think that he said, "I'm not ready to go home yet," because that's what Mike Mustakis told the Royals when they were playing Houston. I'm not ready to go home yet. The hell with this. Patrick Mahomes did that with his receivers yesterday on the sideline. You can see it. It's all over the internet. We come back. We'll get you set up for Fesco in the morning and the rest of what is the slate on 610 Sports Radio. And oh, by the way, Chiefs and Titans next. I think somebody thinks I sound like Fesco. Now that's a bad problem to have. Good one. I, I say that because he's sitting right next to me staring me down. Saying, watch it, kid. My kid. My 30s. Says I'm talk texting, so bear with me. I'm not used to listen. I'm used to listening to Clay Travis this morning, and I can hear Fesco's takes on the Chiefs. I don't get it. I'm used to Clay Travis at five and Fesco at six. What the hell? Oh, you're getting Fesco at six, but you're getting Dusty Likens at five with Kramer Sansum. No one ever says your last name. Yeah, no one does, which is kind of surprising. I think they're afraid to butcher it. Oh, you know it's, that's the reason. You know how many people butcher my last name? Oh, how many wow. times I've been called Lickens? Oh, I, I call you that on purpose. Easy, Bob. Yeah, every time I go to a restaurant, Lickens, party of four, dear God, let's just go sit down. Why don't you give your first name? It's much easier that way. Because every time I say my name's Dustin, they're like, Justin? Yes, that's it. Fine. Yeah, you know, I'm done correcting people. You want to call me Justin Lickens? That's fine. I'll take it. Just give me the hell out of your head. You want to play that Texans guy yet, or you want to wait a little bit? You want to play it now? Let's get it. Okay, you edited this thing because there was a bunch of language, so... We'll play it again before we get out of here. we got to get out of here in about nine minutes and let the guys from, well, a little bit less than that, and let the guys from Fesco in the morning take over. But this was, again, we don't know if it's real or fake or if it's for something that is for the internet, which is clearly that. But uh, take it away, Kramer. You want me to play? Okay, give me a second then. I thought you were playing. My bad. I'm sorry. A little miscommunication right there, Dusty. It's okay. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. It's okay. Almost 6. Is right, it actually the go. 6 o'clock hour? Go ahead. It's not yet. Fresh off that fast. Uh, <laughs> let, let me. Some defense would have been great. I we can't generate a pass rush for. I I don't. We can't.
Kels, you know he's going to get the ball. Can't cover him. I mean, I guess we shut down Hill for the most. I, I guess, but I'll see Kel standing around down there near the goal line, and then there's a bunch of Texans around him. Like, oh, wonder if they gonna throw him the ball. Oh, well, they did. I mean, it's just it's just hard to watch this ketchup on his steak, mother sitting there just shred. You give him the ball back after you score. Hey, they get the ball to 20, 25, 15, don't matter. One play, they're across the damn 50. Pitiful fucking defense. Mahomes running around like a Lamar Jackson and shit. And the I ain't got a problem with the fake punt. Whatever. You, you got something you're looking for. They thought they sank it. They went. I, I don't care. I, I'd have loved it. If they'd have got it, we'd be all that. Brian, hey, O'Brien. Well, you know what O'Brien needs to do? He pulls his head out of his ass. His quarterback has to come with like 11 minutes left or whatever it was. Come off and tell him, uh, O'Brien, it's a four down territory. We're trying to come back. Uh, why, are, why are you sending? Why are you sending anger management out here? Okay, Deshaun, I'll, I'll call a timeout. We'll go for you. Get your way. Whatever. God. Dumb, dude. And is Deshaun some type of idiot or something to where you gotta make him huddle? You, you gotta make sure that he got 25 seconds. Diagnose the defense, what they're set up as. And no urgency. Snap the. F ball, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But of course, I watched the whole damn thing. It's like a... Yep. So, I don't know if my IQ has gone down significantly lower after listening to that. I'm sure it has. Um, But that's what the Chiefs can do to you. Deshern. Yeah, Deshern and Territor, I think is what he said. God, that is just horrendous. That guy is just gross. Ugh. Houston loses to the Chiefs yesterday in probably the greatest Chiefs game I've ever seen because I wasn't alive in 1969 when they won the Super Bowl. That was, in fact, the best football game I've ever seen. And I did watch that national championship of the Texas Longhorns and the USC Trojans. That was the best football game I've ever seen. Just from an emotional standpoint, just from a legacy standpoint, where this team puts that staple down moving forward. Everything around this team, that game was everything. Eric Fisher slamming beers like Stone Cold Steve Austin was probably one of the best things I've ever seen yesterday. Dan Sorensen playing out of his mind yesterday was one of the greatest things you could have seen because I'm not sure how much football Dan Sorensen has left. That guy wants a ring. That guy played like it yesterday. The fake punt. They didn't go for it on the fourth and one because, according to Bill O'Brien, he didn't have a play ready for it. And again, three years ago, when the Chiefs took Patrick Mahomes, 10th overall, and passed on to Sean Watson, yesterday was the reason why they took Mahomes over Watson. We talked about it at the start of the show. Yesterday, Patrick Mahomes, that's the type of game that gives you a legacy status. That is the type of legacy game moving forward in your career where people always will go back and be like, you remember that playoff game against Houston? My God. They'll play that one guy that can't speak English very well from Houston. Texas Bill, I think is his name. Is that right? Yes. I think it's Kramer's cousin. <laughs> Let's not go there. Okay. Um, 
but the way they won. Frank Clark, three sacks. Frank Clark talking about Carlos Hyde at the end of the game. I want to play it again because that's what Frank Clark is. Frank Clark is a dog. Frank Clark showed it. And this is what he said about Carlos Hyde at the end of the game yesterday in the press or in the post game presser. Frank, you mentioned that there was there was talking smack. Was this from last game or? Man, you know, man, y'all 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 don't want to put in the media, man. Y'all see what Carlos Hyde talking about, man. Y'all see you talking about we can't stop him and all that stuff, man. <laughs> at the end of the day, our goal wasn't to stop him; it was to beat the team, and that's what we did. We beat the team. We stopped him. He didn't do. Um, and at the end of the day, we're just keeping everything in house, like I always say. Frank Clark, let it know, let it be known. You talk smack, they're going to talk back. That's what dogs do. That's what Frank Clark is. That's what Tyron Matthew is. That's what this team didn't have last year. That's why this team last year when they played the Los Angeles Rams, that's why they lost after scoring 51 points. Because they didn't have dog mentalities on the defense. They have guys that would step on the field and punch the other guys in the mouth and talk smack right back to them. That's what Frank Clark does. And Frank Clark backs it up. He gets paid a lot of money to play that position in the NFL. And he did a lot with it yesterday. Three sacks, four tackles. You could point to the head all you want like Tyron Matthew. Rent was due. And it got paid yesterday by the Houston by the Houston Texans. I think one of the greatest things moving forward that you can see with this Chiefs program is that Mahomes and Andy Reid aren't going anywhere. And now it's on to Tennessee. Next Sunday, baby. You got seven days. Six, really. And then it's Chiefs versus Titans. Revenge game. Unfinished business continues into Sunday. Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. I don't need to tell you who's more talented. I don't need to tell you which coach is better. But I do know if Mike Vrabel beats the Chiefs, he's got to cut something off that he may not want to do. Thanks to Kramer. Everybody else who listened. It's Fesco in the morning. Coming up next, I'm Dusty Likens. Thanks for tuning in. We'll do it again next Monday. And again, listen to the guys from Fesco in the morning. Quentin Lucas, Tom Ali. One banged the drum. One of them stood outside the press box and put his hands up and his thumbs up. It's the mayor and it's the former defensive end on Fesco in the morning. Clean Bob and Ryan. Dusty, Kramer, we're out here. Fever. We- Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.